wearing a Confederate flag shirt and, and a banner or something. I'm, I'm not a violent person. Never been in a real fist fight in my life. Walk away from any any kind of situation where I feel like it's gonna get physical. But if I see that dude ever in public, I'm gonna punch him in the face. I'm not gonna say nothing. Just gonna walk up, punch him in his fucking face, call the cops, get arrested, go to jail, call my wife, she'll bail me out. But it'll be worth it. If I ever see that fucking George Zimmerman, I'm gonna punch him in the face. Take that as a threat, whatever. Yeah, it was really bad with trying to censor that for the air. I don't think that even went out correctly. Um, the hell is it? Uh, it is uh, Wednesday, September 19th, 2018. I have a lot of notes, so uh, let's go. Um, big story, of course, of the week. Uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, future Supreme Court justice. It's going to happen, so you might as well just accept it. Um, uh, yeah, he uh, has been accused of uh, attempting uh, to uh, rape a uh, woman back in, a girl back in his uh, high school days. Once again, is it shocking? Is it is it completely shocking? Just... It's like he went to a a a, a, a Tony uh, Elite Preppy High School. Is every guy who went to one of those high schools got at least one attempted rape under their belts or off their belts or whatever? Like the only way that could be any shocking is if Brett Kavanaugh actually said the N word as he was attempting to rape this girl. Just. If she if she can remember him actually saying like kicking, shut up and take it, nigga. Like, but I'm a I'm a girl, I'm a white girl. Shut up, take it. And just you know, if that could happen. Then it would be somewhat surprising. But you know, just whatever. Just it's you know as much as we would not like this to happen, it's it's gonna happen. I just I just I just feel it. This was gonna be Supreme Court full of just. People doing the wrong thing all the damn time, and 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 RBG is just gonna be, you know what? I'm outie. You know, it's about time. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a golden girl because I can't be a part of this. And then even more idiots gonna come in and just do stupid things. So, so not really looking forward to any of that. Of course, uh, as we're talking about Kavanaugh, I guess we gotta talk about Trump. And of course, this has been a big. Couple of days for Trump because um, everybody now knows he has a penis that looks like a toadstool or a mushroom or whatever the hell. But I'm still eating mushrooms. Bump that. Whatever Stormy Daniels said his penis looked like. Still like mushrooms. So I'm going to eat it. So he, she said, you know, in her upcoming new book, she says that um, the sex wasn't that impressive and his penis is uh, smaller than, uh, than average. And I'm just going to let you know, like, if, you know, when the entire world has been obliterated from a thermonuclear war next week, don't, don't say I didn't warn you. 
Because if you if we if you all keep poking this dumbass bear more and long than everything, he's gonna attack. And he ain't gonna attack the correct way. The 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 way you you, you expect to attack. He's gonna do some ignorant, uh, Doctor Evil, Mister Smithers, um, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs stuff. He's gonna he's he's gonna do some stupid evil stuff he's gonna he's gonna ban butt implants i, I see it because he knows how happy butt big butts uh you know how happy people like big butts and everything and he's just gonna ban those and now he's gonna ban butt implants he's gonna uh try to see about taking uh butt implants out of women who already have it so that means the kardashians they're gone we're not the minute the butt implants are out. We're not gonna hear from any of them anymore. So, uh, let's see. Ronan Farrow apparently uh, now has access to the the tr the tapes that where Trump said the N word, which is just lovely. Uh, Tom Arnold <laughs> he uh, apparently allegedly gave the tapes over to him, and he told uh. Mark Burnett, uh, the producer about it, producer of The Apprentice, I believe, about about it at a pre-Emmys party, and they, and they got in a scuffle. Because I'm assuming Tom Arnold said, hey, Ronan Farrow got the tapes, and Burnett lost it because he knows his career is over. Because that's what happens now when you bring up Ronan Farrow's name to a, to a, a rich white dude. They just, they, they go off. Because they know the, the days are numbered, and they're just... Shout out to shout out to Ronan Farrow for for making uh, people scared of journalists again, because uh, that's you know it's nice to see that happening. Um, I'm not trying to read that Sunyi Previn piece in New York Magazine that that came out because because you know that was just fueled by Woody and Woody was out you know saying trick if you don't go out there. And support your man. I'm cutting you the hell off right now. You know you don't have, you don't get to listen to me play the clarinet anymore. I know you like that stuff, you nerd. But you, know, you better get out there and start talking and everything. So I, I just I just sense that might be it. But uh, Emmys happen on Monday, and I fall and. I fall for that same banana in the tailpipe every damn year because they, you know, because of course the big thing was, oh, this is the biggest uh, diverse list to run down of uh, nominees of all time in the Emmy history, and um, two black people won. Two two black people won those damn Emmys. Three, if you count uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, so that knocks out you know black and gay. Uh, so just. Like yay, but the rest of the night it was just uh white people taking gold away from brown people. I felt like I was watching a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Shout out to um, Alex Borstein though for uh, for rocking that dress with no bra. Just you see the the nipples and everything. And now I know why Aries Spears. 
you know, always talking trash about her because just you know, you know, you know, you know, back when they were on Mad TV, he was trying to hit that because you know she had a nice badonk and just you know she you know, she had a like a you know cute husky features and she was and he was trying to get in there and she was like just get away from me and now and then she went on the Breakfast Club saying oh she's a racist don't 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 listen to her. she 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 racist because she wasn't trying to get with all of this and. And now he's 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 got lawyers sicked on him next time he tries to say something about Alex Borstein. But uh what the hell else? Um Kanye dropping a sequel to Yeezus. I really don't care. Um By the way, that that uh that woman, that Dallas police officer who shot the black man in his apartment, uh still not fired. Just thought I Bring that up. Still not fired. This isn't my nose, but I guess I got I got a few uh, minutes to kill. Just saying, uh, Cat Williams, um, just be successful and shut up. What? Why are you? Why you got a bad mouth? This is why you got a. You just won the Emmy. The only Emmy I believe Atlanta won at the Emmys was his. Uh, his guest shot for in the, in the uh, uh, last season premiere where he played that uncle with the alligator, and just can't you can't just be happy just having an Emmy and stuff, and you just have you have the bad mouth. All these other comedians who are just trying to make a living. I don't know why. Like you could tell, like he didn't. You know they they have no ill will toward. They, they haven't said anything bad about Cat Williams, but he goes on the radio and says. Uh, Gerard Carmichael isn't funny. Which, if you've seen his his special, if you saw eight, like one of the, one of the best specials of all time, you know, yeah, that's not true. Uh, Lil, Lil Rel is ugly, which is damn. Hannibal Burr is ugly. Kevin Hart is, uh, you know, he he has he has long been trying to uh knock down Kevin. Now now he's going after Tiffany Haddish uh for um you know because because uh. She, you know, she can't tell a joker she she hasn't had a special even though she did like last year on Showtime and she's been out on tour. She's been doing this all the damn time, but just But of course, uh Cat Williams is back in the news. It, well Cat Williams back, apparently, and he's got an Emmy. So expect him to just say whatever the hell he feels like and not think it. First of all, I'm pretty sure nobody's worried about Cat because chances are he'll be in jail again. Never see a man just, just, just go from doing stand up to just going to jail afterwards. I've never seen that before. I'm, I still haven't gotten over that whole um, incident where he, uh, where he slapped somebody at a Target, slapped an employee at Target, and then he rode away on a scooter. That's the most surreal thing I've seen on a security camera video. Just, just Cat Williams just smacking somebody, and then just like, "I'll see you later." Mm-hmm. Pimping is pimping. Mm-hmm. Oh man, just, Cat Williams. Just you got net. You got a special on Netflix. Monique doesn't have a special. You have a special. So just, 
you got an Emmy special. People still still like you. Just just be happy with that and shut up. Um, shout out to uh, Buffalo Bills cornerback uh, Vontae Davis for retiring in the middle of a game on Sunday. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know. <laughs> Just get you know. Apparently, I don't know, pressure was getting to him or he just felt he wasn't um, up to his full physical, mental capacity or whatever. And he just said, you know what, this whole football thing is not for me. He just literally just just thought, I, he said it, it looks like I'm, I'm not doing my best work, so I guess I got to go. So, so yeah, I guess that's uh, the, I don't, you know. I don't know if that's the last we'll see of Vontae Davis or whatever, but Colin Kaepernick really got a lot of these players riled up now. Just they can feel they can do do whatever because you know, hey, he he can kneel, so I guess I could literally retire from football in the middle of a game. Tell you the truth, I don't blame dude because really it's just like. It's fo- it's football. You, you the, un- unless he he retires at the peak of his career, which I think he did. You know that 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 road is just gonna lead to nothing but broken bones and 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 concussions. And next thing you know, you know he'll be riding on a scooter like cat, like. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, my favorite story of the week is uh, marijuana bundles have washed onto Florida beaches um, after uh, Hurricane Florence. Some, some I don't know what happened. Just some, I guess, some shipment got overturned. Now there's nothing but weed, or as uh, as it's referred to by the local police department, there seaweed. You know, whoever came up with that was like was like running around the precinct and slapping himself in the back. Yeah, let's call it seaweed. I'm a genius. I am so clever. Nobody can touch me. I'm the one that came up with seaweed first. I'm gonna eat some seaweed chips and just and just bask in this cleverness. Um, so, so, so yeah, so once again, there are bundles of marijuana, um, washed up ashore on Florida beaches and, uh, if you do not hear programming in the next few days, that's because everyone at KPFT has moved to Florida. Uh, it's pretty much just, just, just letting you know. Um, yeah, just, I'm, I'm trying to get more enthused or trying to not be down, more down the dumps, even though not a lot has changed for me. Um, I'm trying to take St. John's wart at the beginning of the week. I felt very productive. You know, I was sending out resumes. I was trying to 
schmooze and, and, and get with people online about possible things and just the middle of the week now and just not a, not a, <laughs> things aren't necessarily going away. Uh, like an hour and a half was a couple hours ago or so I got, um, I got a, I was, I was trying to, uh, get on the phone. I was trying to get on a, a phone as a guest, uh, adult film star, not just any adult film star, a BBW adult film star. And it was like, we're going, we're going back and forth for the past week. Cause she was actually going to fly in from Texas. She's going to do stuff in Dallas and Brownsville for some reason. And I thought, you know, we had a chance, like we could talk and I could record it or whatever. Uh, but, uh, she, uh, said she's going to have to pass, which is just, just peachy, you know, just trying to get, uh, women in the sex industry to talk on, on public radio or any form of, um, on air programming is, is, is a feat. I mean, I remember I did a podcast a while back and. I interviewed, I tried to interview this, this one adult film star. She wasn't even that many films. I just was trying to, uh, just talk to anybody who did one. And just, that was an extreme vetting process. Let me tell you that. And to tell you the truth, I'm not, you know, not blaming them. Cause of course, like they're, you know, they're, they're, they work in the sec, in the sex industry, the adult film industry. So I'm assuming they come across a lot of creeps. You know, trying to get with you know, trying to slide in their DMs or whatever. And uh so so, you know, of course they're gonna be very cautious, but I'm trying to I just hey, I just just want to uh, talk in the air for thirty minutes. That's all that's trying. I I try to let them know that this is a a, a up and up operation. Ain't trying to make any money off them. This is just just thought it'd be interesting. But you can also count uh, adult film stars along with my friends and people I actually know as people who will never appear on the show. Um, let me end it on this. Yesterday was uh, National Cheeseburger Day. And I'm going to say this right now. You know, f- f- anytime uh, any of these fast food chains take part in this, and they say we're gonna give you a free cheeseburger, but you're gonna have to pay for something else in order to get the free cheeseburger. It's not free. I I drove all the way out to a burger place. I I, I don't even know about this place, but I heard that there's free that they had gonna have free burgers, and just I'm just saying, hey, it's free and everything. And, and I was psyched. I was ready. I, and I, in my back of my mind, I knew this something, something's up. You can't just get free burgers all willy nilly like that. And sure enough, the minute I get there, it's like free, a free cheeseburger, uh, with a purchase of a drink and a side, not even drink or a side, not even like a chew. You have to get the drink and the sides. So technically you're buying a meal. 
and the, you know it's it's like it's it's like it's a very cheap meal, but it's still a meal, and you're buying that, so there's nothing free. That that, that stuff like gets to me because why well, say it's free? And then it's, they were doing all thing McDonald's like if you go on the McDonald's app and buy uh some of their uh unedible uh, like uh fries that never disintegrate, would give you a free cheeseburger or whatever. But uh, basically, to all the the uh, fast food chains and 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 restaurants that said that they have uh, free burgers, but you still had to pay, um, uh, y'all trash. Uh, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, let's see. That's that's long enough. Um, I got a guest coming up in a few minutes. I'm trying to convince them that this was a good idea. Um, this is the most, uh, I don't know, the most slappy white, uh, show on, uh, KPFT. Uh, this is, uh, this is the Sour Hour. I mean, let's, let's pull up tonight's playlist. Let's go. Girl, what you mean you don't recognize me? I'm only the biggest rap star in your apartment complex. <laughs> oh! Uh, uh, and another one. Knots on the beat. Uh, and another one. Come on. Everybody stop the pressure. Yes, sir. Make way for the top of the town. That's me. I'm the life of the party. Let them know. Take a look at me now. I'm a star, girl. You just don't know it. Everybody stop the pressure. Oh, yeah. Make way for the top of the town. I'm the cow's milk, I'm the bee's knees I'm the life of the party, you know you see me And on my team in harmony like the BGs. I name in bright lights like it's 3D People stop and stare, look what them boys got We can't afford Chris frontin' like we boycott We on the same page, we all on one accord Little do they know we all came in one accord And them people get sad cause they think we should be mad At all them with big money and big chains But the way I see it, as long as I don't blow Each and every year I be the next big thing Ten years later, still on the verge Same gray Nissan sitting on the curb I know you would think that it be getting on my nerves But man, damn, this feeling is superb It's giving me the urge to write this Even though I say it in jest, I'm not joking In fact, some spend their lifetime trying to headline But it's so much better being your opening act So to all of my almost fans Halfway superstar, we gon' rock up there. We bout to get it started. I'm the life of the party. You sheep ass this can shut the flock up bad. Uh. Everybody stop the presses. Make way for the talk of the town. Cause I'm the life of the party. Take a look at me now. Everybody stop the presses. Make way for the talk of the town. Cause I'm the life of the party. Take a look at me now. It's like, here we go, uh, then we stop Hold we back on, then the album drop Release date came, then the album flop A stale piece of gum would I have more pop So I'm headed right back to the shop The new ghetto boys, yo, we can't be stopped Unless we standing outside at the spot I hear my record playing, but nobody know about Poets hate two boys from the south Who sound so dope when these words come out Standing in the cold, nah I ain't gold But I'm on the list, now I'm getting 
somebody find who organized this Get back is a pretty cold dish <laughs> So we didn't work my way to the bar Had goose lime juice, baby, recognize a star Then she pointed out one or two And asked me what I do, I'm like, yo, you not cute I told her, take a look at the suit Wish I knew voodoo, how I put a root On you folk, make you see what I see That Poobie is a star, he don't need TV Then she said she don't even need me Picked up a drink, switched in the VIP holler Everybody stop the presses Make way for the talk of the town Cause I'm the life of the party Take a look at me now Everybody stop the presses Make way for the talk of the town Cause I'm the life of the party Take a look at me now uh, I see you laughing at me
Okay, that is, uh, that was a good block of tunes. Um, yeah, this is the Sour Hour, a.k.a. everyone is canceled or everybody is canceled or whatever it is now. I'm, uh, Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia Beaverhausen, a.k.a. Black Costanza. That one is for Nebu upstairs. He's been trying to get that hashtag going. Calling me Black Costanza. I'm like, yeah. if I can't get that, the Sour hashtag going, you know, it's, it, his probably might get going because everybody's good at doing hashtags but me. But, um, you're, yeah, you're listening on uh, KPFT HD 2, not 3, 2. Uh, if you want to get at me on a, on the various social media platforms, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, my handle is Uncle Crizzle, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. You can hashtag the Sour Hour to let me know that you're listening to this junk. And, um, and if you want to listen to past episodes, go to Mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle. Ah, what do we play? We uh, played a lot of good stuff. We played the clean version. I was glad to find that of uh, Life of the Party um, uh, featuring uh, Low Brother. This is uh, back when uh, Fonte, Big Pooh, and Knife, they were all together as a group. And uh, Carlita Duran, this is from a Hall of Justice Collective, if you know Hall of Ju- the Justice League and all the people, you know that little brother uh, part of that crew. Uh, and um, the one af- after that, that was uh, the new single from an old friend of mine, uh, Sarah Kaboom, called Party. Uh, she is a MC slash singer, and you, you uh, caught a, a taste of both of her talents in that song. And the last track, uh, which, uh, you know, that, that, that really, uh, that's really a good one. If only, if only 2.0 by, um, Darian Brockington, uh, there's a track, there was a track, he did a track called If Only back in 2012 and he remixed it recently. I gotta say, uh, the remix is better. Like, you know, no, no disrespect, but just like a, like, first of all, I just like hearing Darian Brockington at any point, because he often goes on and he'll have, he'll go on and off with the whole music thing, like he'll be a musician, then like he'll he'll be gone for four or five years studying or whatever, then he comes back so just like, any hearing any new stuff from him, whether it's re, it's an old tune remix or not just music, to my ears, literally, literally. and the reason why I played those three songs was because uh, there's a theme going to, they are all um, uh musicians and artists from North Carolina, specifically uh, the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, a place I used to live at, you know, just a few years ago, a couple, not even, a couple of years ago, I used to live there, and, oh, jeez, do I miss it, but, um, <clears throat> and recently, um, both North and South Carolina was, uh, Hit with the uh, the hurricane, Hurricane Florence, and uh, this is where tonight's guest comes in. 
Let me see if he's ready to talk to me. Because I, I, I'm starting to think he's a little spooked. Maybe a bit spooked, but let's see if, if I can FaceTime him. Joshua, how are you? What's going on? Hey, um, are, are you ready to go now? All right, um, on the phone, uh, well, on FaceTime, through the magic of FaceTime, I'm talking uh, to one of my oldest and dearest friends, if we, if I can say that. Um, we, he and I used to um, uh, work side-by-side side at um, the News and Observer, the, the daily paper over there, until they had to let me go, and he, of course, was more valuable. And uh, he does. He writes a lot about news over there. He's also uh, one of the most uh, decent neighbors I've ever had in my life. Uh, Josh Schaefer, welcome to the Sour Hour. Hey, it's glad to, I'm glad to be here. How's everyone in Houston? Ah, uh, yeah, they're they're all out there. Um, yeah, I mean they're okay if you want to say that. But um, but enough about what's going on here. What's going on over there? Oh, we're having a rough time, Craig. Uh, as the governor said, uh, we've been punched in the gut. Okay. The fourth major hurricane in the last 20 years, the second in the last two. Yeah. And uh, this one was particularly bad because of its size and how slow it was. Mm-hmm. The thing about these storms is... You see them coming over the Atlantic, you know, week even two weeks out, and they look ferocious, and they're Category Five, and they're going 140 miles an hour, and so everybody buys up all the batteries and buys up all the water and goes into a shelter and, and hunkers down. But what happens is they slow down when they hit land, and they just sort of park themselves over the coast and, and they slow down to you know 90 miles an hour which sounds fast but is only a category one and they chug along and this one only went two to five miles an hour and so all that rain 300 miles across just got dumped and it shut down all the power and it flooded all the streams to the point where there are parts of the state that are islands and that you mm. cannot get to by any road mm -hmm. and we're going on a week now and they're having to fly in food to a lot of places and people still haven't been able to get home and all the normal chaos and disaster is also visited upon us in that uh, houses are built in the floodplains and very poor communities and they are washed away or blown down and people have lost all their possessions and we've got a death toll close to 40 people now mm -hmm. so it, it's really rough yeah uh well how are things over well i see you're drinking a modello just take your your ale of choice i always Appreciate that from you. I use use real quickly sidebar. You used to at your cubicle. I don't know if you still have it. That um, 
that magazine ad with a uh, red fox holding a Modelo? <laughs> it was actually a uh, Schlitz Malt Liquor Bull. Oh, re- oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I found that for sale and fell in love with it. But when the News and Observer moved out of its dusty old uh, uh, location into its shiny new one, I, I had to retire that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this, uh, we used to live uh, in the same neighborhood, a, a neighborhood called Historic Oakwood. No, no, I don't mean to uh, we put did, you... and it hasn't been the same since you left. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, if you, if you if you want to get into that, we'll get into that later. But I just wanted to see how the the neighborhood, how you guys and the rest of the neighborhood is doing, because I I believe, I mean, the tr- triangle. I don't think it was hit that drastically or just no not at all by the comparison i mean the whole state was touched by it in some way but we're so far north uh, this 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 storm really hugged the north south carolina line mm-hmm. and the, the areas that were hit the worst were from about myrtle beach if you know where that is in houston mm-hmm. uh in south carolina uh up to oh up to about the outer banks and then across all the way across the state so the Triangle, Raleigh-Durham area, got uh, an awful lot of rain, and it is now starting to flood because it's working its way downstream, but nothing like the coast. And I was uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is right on the ocean, for four days, uh, and wife, kid, dog, and cat were all here, and they had to power out for, uh, I want to say, about 12 hours, mm-hmm. which is, you know, inconvenient. But nothing like five or six days. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's interesting that you bring up uh, that you were in Wilmington because um, you recently wrote. Uh, you're also a columnist. You do uh, columns uh, apart from uh, you know reporting on news and everything. And you wrote you recently wrote a piece about how you attempted to make a break for it by you know going through. The the hurricane, if if you say, and it was one of the worst decisions of your life. Would you say it, it was a poor one? You're right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it lightly. I mean, I've covered a lot of hurricanes, and uh, I'm not a stranger to how dangerous they are and how quickly things change. But uh, this one uh, was kind of a perfect storm. <laughs> Sorry for the cliche. I had been. Uh, I've been assigned to another area. My editors basically told me to come home. Mm-hmm. They didn't say when. They just said I needed to. And uh, I made a split decision to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. And I could see online, I could check, I wasn't totally irresponsible that all the major highways were closed. And I foolishly thought that I could sneak through on some of the back roads. But if the major ones are, are flooded, you can bet the back roads are too. Yeah. And if I'd waited another half hour, I probably couldn't have got out at all because I just got out. But what I didn't know is that the storm was still hunkering over the, the part of the state I was driving to, that I was driving not away from it, but right into it. And so I found myself on the only road in the state that was open uh, with winds, you know, 20, 30 miles an hour sustained, rain coming sideways having to drive over water, which you shouldn't ever do. But it wasn't very deep. 
And the scary part came when I hit just a dead stop. You know, if you're in bad weather and your phone starts like beeping at you because with a flash flood warning, you don't know exactly where it is, and you just—it's not going to make you turn around. You're going to keep going. But I hit a wall. I mean, all the cars were stopped, so I'm getting all these warnings, and I'm sitting there in the dark on the highway. It took way longer than I thought it would, so it got dark. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to move again. There weren't cars coming in the other direction. I couldn't see anything but taillights in front of me. And as for all I knew, the water's rising around us. So, had I to do that over again, I would have sat tight. I mean, it would have been uh, uncomfortable being stuck in Wilmington another four or five days. My colleague, the photographer, is still there. But, uh, you know, a four or five day inconvenience is nothing compared to the worst that can happen. So, don't drive in a hurricane. Yeah. Even if if you think you know what you're doing. Well, you you wrote, like I say, you wrote about that. You did a a column on that. And that actually uh, got a lot of uh, traction. I mean, I remember uh, I was going on your Facebook page earlier and a lot of people seem to have, uh, you know, was was, uh, reposting that, that piece you did. Yeah, well, I hope it's useful. I hope people realize that even when you think you know what you're doing, that uh, conditions change so fast you can't get any updated information, and there really isn't any place that's safe. And, you know, I would encourage uh, your listeners, you know, who obviously have, you know, a lot of experience with hurricanes, to check out what um, my other colleagues have written, because I, you know, I wasn't even in the worst of it. Uh, I, I played a, you know, a fairly minor role compared to what a lot of the people in my paper who were embedded in the more flooded areas have been seeing, with people, you know, having to, you know, completely empty out their house as the water is rising around their ankles. And across the street, their neighbor does, <laughs> is is just out of reach of the of the river, or um, who people who are running around grabbing up the family Bible, or people who's you know who live in mobile homes that are watching their walls get ripped off while they're sitting in the middle of the living room. It's 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 pretty chilling stuff. So I would you know I would. If you're interested in what's going on here, definitely look at newsobserver.com because I'm just I'm just one reporter who had a few experiences, but there are many, many more. Well, well, uh, you you're being very uh, modest and humble uh, with your reportage because I, I don't know if you want to get into this because like I when I usually let people know who's going to be on the show, I do it on social media. I, I Post on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, earlier today, uh, earlier this morning, actually, you, you told me to take it off because you didn't want to. Because you think, because you said that it was bothering people. That well, you say it's you know, they're pissing no, them off. I, well, I didn't. I wrote a first-person story, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to distract people from 
the real heroes in this story. I mean, there are people who are, uh, you know, keeping their stores open, and when you know everything else is closed, there are people who are going out of their way at great lengths to get food and medical supplies and to uh, uh, the people in great need. And I just, I just didn't want to look like I was trying to grab the spotlight. And whenever you write something in the first person, it, I anyway always feel sensitive about that. But I, I felt like I had something I had could communicate to people. I felt like I'd make mistakes that hopefully would help people from making the same. Well, just you know, if, if you for people who have read the piece, you know, it's not it's not about you, you know being the savior and everything it's basically about you it's a first-hand experience so it wasn't about yeah just how you how you know people it wasn't like you were on some some sean penn ish like i took <laughs> like i took a canoe and i and i braved the waters to get people out of there and just you know you just like, it's it's very humbling being in any kind of a disaster because the people you run across who are really do heroic stuff there was a we stayed in a hotel when i say we my photographer i work with and i stayed in a in a hotel they weren't even going to open they didn't have to open but the woman who's the manager knew that a lot of her housekeeping staff lived in really low-lying areas that were going to be flooded so they brought in she let them come and stay in this hotel you know it's three stories made out of concrete that's going to survive the storm and they brought their grandmothers with them and they brought their dogs with them and their kids and so and and we all stayed there in the dark for, you know, they're still there. I was there for only four days. And she was up, you know, making coffee for everybody before dawn. There's a guy who didn't even work there who's just a, a volunteer who, like, brought a generator so they could have, a, you know, at least one lamp to operate by. And these are, there's just thousands of, uh, you know, everyday people going out of their way and it's it is very humbling at least at least it is for me that you don't want to like stick your head out and say look what i did or at least you you have second thoughts about it i i do anyway i, I want to bring attention to the people who are uh who are doing good and but i did something stupid that i thought it was <laughs> worth passing on well yeah i'm, I'm trying i've been trying to the See whether or not to uh, bring up Harvey in this, because of course last year we had our hurricane that kind of destroyed a lot of a lot of things, and I, I I'm, I'm not even going to try and go about uh, trying to make comparisons because I wasn't over there and you weren't over here to see Harvey, but just but like like in your opinion, just. Just as a person who just sees this stuff happening, just uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually thinking if I should bring in the whole issue of climate change and everything like that. Just when when you see stuff like this happening, just destroying uh, major parts of land, just like what what do you think about when you keep when you hear about hurricanes, whether you're in the eye of one or just. You hear about how uh, tragic something like Harvey could affect the state. Sure. And it's just... Well, uh, I, I'm not a climate scientist. I know that hurricanes pick up speed over warmer water. And 
and I know that we've had them at a much greater frequency than we have historically. What I hear people talking about more than anything now is development patterns. And I think that that, from what I understand, that came up a lot during Harvey as well, is that people are, especially low-income people, have no option other than to inhabit housing that is essentially built in harm's way, whether it's in a floodplain, whether it's in a low-lying area. And there isn't really any relief for that. Once the storm has come and uh, there's a lot of short-term help, but nothing to do but to return to the exact same areas. And on the flip side, the same storms come over and over again and, and hit you know really expensive beachfront property that didn't used to get built out there because of this very risk. And over and over again, we uh, uh, rebuild what these storms are set up to knock down again. That's a discussion I'm hearing more and more. There have been pieces in the Atlantic written about it already, and, and in the New Yorker, talking about uh, how the brunt of this storm is not borne equally by North Carolinians, even though it's spread out geographically. The people who get hit the worst are always the people living in trailer communities, the people who are living on you know riverfronts in really low-lying areas. And uh, long-term, I think that's where the conversation will be. All right. And, well, let's see if we can try to close this out with some, some, some lighter stuff because, um, <laughs> you know, just I you know, hope everything turns out well for the people of the Carolinas and just, uh, yeah, as somebody who, who kind of went through all this last year, sure, you know, just uh, – just gotta, gotta, you know, keep the the forward momentum going, and just trying Absolutely. to. Absolutely, and there are, there are plenty of ways to help if anybody's interested. Newsandobserver.com will have all of those listed for you. But it's but don't forget it's newsobserver.com. It's it's still newsobserver. Yeah, there is no and. I'm sorry if I if I inserted that there. Yeah, just newsobserver.com. Yeah. Is the, how is the how is the N and O? We're days? chugging along. Read local. Is our motto. Weed local? No, read. <laughs> read. Oh, well, I mean, it would help a bit if they just said weed local. But read local, yeah. That's... We're obviously dealing with a smaller staff than we have before. And Washington Post wrote a very nice story about uh, uh, the way we handled Hurricane Floyd in 99 when we had 250 reporters and, mm -hmm. and the way we handled this one now with 50. Damn. And... Uh, but we're still out there. We're still doing great work. I'm proud of everybody. Yeah. How how's the family? Oh, we're good. I got a middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Everybody's best years. Yeah. I think. So wait a minute. Is is the bedtime story over? Say what? Is the bedtime story over? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Stop. You stop doing the bedtime story. That was. A never-ending. It was literally the never-ending story. Oh no, we still do it, but I mean, it's, it's already happened tonight. Oh, okay, all right. It's, uh, what is it? It's ten o'clock here. Yeah, because if uh, you know, this is a thing you and your and your son have where it just he would you tell a, a bedtime story, but it just never ends. Oh yeah, no, we actually read actual stories now, but yeah, the uh, what were those guys? <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember. Yeah. 
Anyhow, yeah. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a fun little bit of uh, personal stuff from you that I always that that I miss immensely. Miss always well, we going. miss you here, man. I miss, hope you are well. I'm not, but uh, thanks anyway. But uh, let people. I've pe- never known you to say you were. So yeah, that's how it goes. Seems like you're at least tracking average. Yeah, it's an average. Definitely, it's an average feeling. Uh, tell people where they can contact you and everything, where the particulars online, what whatnot, and what where to read you. That would be newsobserver.com. And aren't you on the uh, the Twitter and the Instagrams and all? I am as well on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, at Josh Schaefer 08. And your Instagram, I believe, is Weird News Raleigh. That is correct. Although that's more personal, it's just fun stuff I come across. It's not—I don't often put news-related uh, things on there. Although I did upload hurricane stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you uh, for talking. I'm glad. You, you see, we we filled out enough time. You were a little—you <laughs> were a little worried, but yeah, we we got everything going. So, uh, well, th- thank you, man, for taking part. This I appreciate it, and say good night to Absolutely. the fan for me. Best wishes to you and everybody. All right, you have a good Take one. Care. Bye. Bye, man. Alright, that's it for me. Um, stay tuned for Flight Squad Radio, and also stay tuned for the Flash Gordon Park Show, which is making his debut in about a couple of minutes over at the main station. So, uh, you know, until then, this is uh, Craig D. Lindsay saying, I had some stuff to say about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, but damn it, we just out of time. So, uh, you know, peace out and everything. So, bye.